There's a ton of art out there that you'd never see in a museum. Fan tributes, animated GIFs, remix videos. That's what Sideshow's all about. I'm your host, Sean Ramos for him. Get the podcast at soundworks.org. This year's Nobel Peace Prize puts children first. Today, Friday, October 10th. This is The World. I'm Marco Werman. Two Peace Prize winners this year. One you've heard of, 17-year-old girls' education advocate Malala Yousafzai from Pakistan. The other winner needs more of an introduction. He's Kailash Satyarthi, a veteran campaigner against child labor in India. He was behind a well-publicized raid on a factory that made clothes for the Gap. There were kids as young as 10 years old, uh, you know, doing embroidery on clothes, which is pretty ironic because kids making clothes for kids, uh, Gap kids, right? Also today, a spike in the number of Cubans headed for the U.S., plus a pop-up store in New York full of T-shirts extolling the virtues of Russia's president. Is Vladimir Putin portrayed as Clark Kent? Suit by day, superhero by night. Support for PRI's The World comes from TIAA CREF, a financial services company helping to create financial outcomes that matter. Learn more at TIAA.org. Hi, Marco Werman. It's The World. Boots on the ground is a phrase akin to raising taxes. Americans just don't want to hear it. But right now, there are American boots on the ground in Liberia. Not many, a few hundred U.S. soldiers so far, but they have an important task, building ETUs, or Ebola treatment units. Eventually, some 4,000 American troops will be deployed to help tackle the epidemic in West Africa. Today, I spoke with the U.S. ambassador to Liberia, Deborah Malik. She's had assignments all over Africa in her career, but Ambassador Malik told me that the Ebola crisis is her biggest ever diplomatic challenge. It's primarily, I think, the scale of the outbreak and the complexity of the response. It's very easy to look at this and say, oh, disease outbreak, we know how you break the chain of transmission. It must be quite simple. You need to take people out of communities and put them someplace where they can receive safe care. But building an ETU is not about simply clearing a space and then putting up a tent and moving sick people in. There is a very precise outline in order to protect both the patients and the uh, caregivers. And there's a great deal of equipment and supplies that need to come in and flow in, as well as the rotation of staff. Right. ETU and Ebola Treatment Unit, now a new arrival of 100 Marines touched down yesterday. Precisely what are they doing? Well, we have about 350 uh, U.S. military on the ground. The Marines who arrived yesterday are largely to help us be able to move around the country, to move supplies and people to the sites where the U.S. military will be building these Ebola treatment units are all outside of Monrovia and in some cases in very, in somewhat difficult places to reach. So the, it's basically the, the government of Liberia, the government of President Ellen Johnson Sirleaf, that, that this is their country, it's a sovereign nation that's taking the lead on, on how to respond to this. Is that right? That is correct. We are here very much in support of the government of Liberia's national strategy on the Ebola response. It's always a bit of a challenge to coordinate everything, but we see a, a, a high degree of cooperation and coordination among all the partners and with the government of Liberia itself. The, the diplomatic dance you're doing with the Liberian government must be uh, fairly tricky right now because, uh, I mean, there's a fine line between offering help and goodwill and trying not to trample a sovereign government. Are, are you meeting a lot with the uh, President Alan Johnson Sirleaf right now? 
We enjoy an excellent relationship with uh, with the government and people of Liberia. We we have very frank and open conversations. We all firmly believe that we need to keep borders open. We need to keep people traveling back and forth. It is the only way to get in assistance. The screening procedures in place here we are quite comfortable with. I mean, on that point, we've been hearing from experts here in the U.S. that they applaud the announcement to screen arrivals uh, from Liberia, Sierra Leone, and Guinea at five U.S. airports. But they also tell us that the screening has to happen and rigorously so at airports in West Africa. You're confident enough or are you pushing that frequently with the Liberian government? The screening procedures at, that are in place at the airport in Monrovia have been in place since the end of July. Uh, they've been becoming increasingly more robust with the assistance of our own Centers for Disease Control and Prevention experts who have been out at the airport um, in some cases on a near daily basis over the last five or six weeks. What is happening at the airport in Monrovia?